Women's Welcome to Pal and Around, the official Uppercut podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all intersect through the internet. My name is Caitlin, and joining me as always is one half of the Curse Mark Ruffalo fan club, one Jessica Cogswell. I've played 13 going on 30 games this year, and I'm ready to talk about them. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> you've also just heard the voice of the other half of our Curse Club, one Monty, back from her break. Hello, I'm back, yeah. and I didn't play 30 games. Or 13. Or 13. <laughs> Bitch, I, I played, like, negative three. It's okay. Uh, also joining us, the lovely Kayla. Hello. Do y'all remember how bad Anthem was? Because we're going to talk about it today. Oh my god, Just letting was that know. this year? That was yes. This year. That was this year? Oh my god. <laughs> what the Man, fuck? You've probably noticed there's an extra voice here tonight. For the first time ever, all five of us are together on one podcast because Andrew is also here. I'm out of exile. <laughs> the white man is back. Don't say and on that. that note, good. On that note, don't say that. He's leaving. <laughs> and on that note, he's fired. The um, only reason, the no. only reason Andrew is here is because Trump was impeached today. So we're letting the white men have one victory. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Also, I might have actually played 30 games this year. That's, uh, gross. that's gross. Oh, I, should, oh, I should get my spreadsheet. <laughs> um. Anyway, so clearly we are talking about uh end of the year. It is our second annual uh year in review podcast. Uh, we last year we kind of talked about how we felt about games. Um, like game of the year kind of shit and how outlets do it. And then kind of reflected on our own years. Uh, this year, since we already had that conversation last year, we're just going to kind of jump into the how the year went for us and how that related to what we played and then kind of transferring over into what our, like, standouts were. Sounds good. Um, Monty, since you are on a harder out than the rest of us, do you want to go first? Um. Yeah, okay, so the year for me has been pretty busy. If you follow me on Twitter, I think you'll know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pretty crazy year uh, with the whole move and with just, like, a lot of personal issues happening and kind of, like, overcoming a lot of, like, strong things. Like, I haven't been able to play as games as much. Um, I used to play games all the time, you know, I used to, like, stream and everything, but because of this move, it's kind of like a harsh stop. So I've only been able to play like a single digit of games. Um, but even then, I think because of the end of the year and me actually like having to calm down from all the craziness that's happened before December, I think it's made me appreciate playing more games. Like I've been playing more games on my own time and it's been really, really nice. Um yeah, which is a feeling I've never really felt before because I've always felt so pressured to having to play games. So I'm not saying the shit that happened this year was like for a good cause because fuck no, but uh, it's definitely made me appreciate just kind of the alone time I have with these video games. But anyway, um, <laughs> the first game I am going to talk about is let me pull up this fucking dude here. Okay, so I feel like everyone might have this on their list, but the first one I played was Sayonara, but 
I played that last week. I didn't play it when it came out. Um, so I didn't really relate to everyone with the hype. I was just like, okay, it's just like another like weeby game. It's like playing Hatsune Miku on a fucking Vita. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of like rolled my eyes. I was like, all oh, the weebs are coming out. So I was very. <laughs> It sounds really mean. I was very disinterested. Um, it looks really pretty. Uh, this music sounds really well, but rhythm games aren't my forte. I'm very, very known for kind of like mashing when I get really pressured by stuff. But your girl's calm and shit, so she doesn't do that as much anymore. So I was actually able to get through the mobile part of this fucking game, which is amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you guys have it on your lists too. I, Mm -hmm. it didn't hit me as hard as other people, but it was a very amazing game. It was very different from what I've played in the past years. Again, I thought it was like Hatsune Miku shit, but it wasn't. It was the exact opposite. And I want to play a game. Also, Queen Latifah fucking voices it. So I'm just like, what is this? Like, this is so wild and chaotic. Like, that's brand. So I really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's that's my first game. I don't know if we're talking about what games, guys. Yeah, don't keep going. You, you, like, like Caitlin said, you got a hard out. So just you do. Okay, you. okay. I feel really bad. Um, no. So... <clears throat> The second game that I played that I really enjoyed, um, actually, that I had to kind of get into for a episode of Indie Mixtape was Window Box. And I am really, really into pretty games. Anything that has a lot of detail in it, even if it's the smallest things from just how a fiber in your hair looks like to just kind of the little things like on furniture. And this game had absolutely everything. I've never seen art so creative it kind of reminded me of like lisa frank-esque like just matured up with the big ol' eyes and just like all the colors it was very pretty and it was just kind of like a tea time chat with like a lot of drama and i was like this is kind of like gossip girl lunch table i feel really included and i love fucking being a messy bitch and that's what all these girls were it's true it's It's magical realism messy bitch hours yeah it was really good and all the characters all the girls were like there's a lot of like you know um i forgot the word i don't know english there's what's that word no guys i'm really stuck like what's the word when like things are consistent in a movie that it, it becomes boring Trope. like a trope yes a trope so <laughs> thank you um yeah so there are tropes to like characters and like their personalities and stuff but like even when they hit on like it kind of like turned around and i was like oh wait there's like something different about this character and it made me invest in each single one and it was really fun it was really pretty i recommend the game if you just want like a brain like easy nothing like 60 hours plus this is really fun to just play on the fucking plane so I recommend it. And then uh, what's up? Real quick, Monty, before you jump to the next yes. one, like because I I'm assuming a lot of people know what Sayonara Wild Hearts is. What kind of game is Window Box? Oh, okay. So Window Box is kind of like a soap opera. So it's just kind of like a play and click game and okay. okay. You just read the whole time. 
Um, so it's like a visual. Yeah, fuck. Sorry, guys. I'm like okay. literally forgetting all the words. My English is getting so You're bad. Um, I just have a good accent. I'm a fake American. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so a visual novel. Um, okay. So the next game that I have on my list is Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, Caitlin's on her bullshit. I know. <laughs> I've been on my bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Rewind is coming. Oh my god. Yeah. God, is it ever? Um. So this was the first game that I played in the year before, like, kind of shit went down for me, and it was something that I played. I was living in Boston, and my family was living in Rhode Island, and I left my PS4 with my brother, so I would stay over for the weekends and stayed with my brother playing this game and it was really cute like i love bonding with my brother it kind of reminded us of when we first got kingdom hearts for like 50 cents at a yard sale and it was really sweet um this game is so fucking heinous and (laughs) (laughs) this game is so heinous i've never said what so many times in a video game Welcome to Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, like uh, I. How does that, how does this feel right like, now, Caitlin? I want to take a break and like I want to pan I, I, the camera over to Caitlin's face. She's right. <laughs> she's correct. We had this conversation when I wrote that yeah. article earlier in the year. Like, it's true. I mean, that's kind of what my plug 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 uh, love letter was about. Was the fact that it's like fully just on like it's incomprehensible sappy <laughs> bullshit. Um, and that's why i like it personally but like yeah yeah that's why i like it too you guys know me i like messy shit i like weird fucking shit that doesn't make sense and makes you want to fucking die and that's what this game made me feel but i loved it (laughs) like i finished it and i was like what is actually happening right now um i remember after we finished me and my brother we went to get tacos like up the street from this place called taco tento which if you guys don't know it's a little funny pun on the word smile in spanish um and we yelled about this fucking game in a fucking taco place and i want to know what this man thought when we said goofy and mickey and donald with these like weird fucking ethnic names like sora and riku is like who the fuck are these people so oh my god i'm sorry i just need to compose myself it was a very funny mental (laughs) oh my god it's like it was something um but regardless of it making me so like i don't know i it felt like tv static in my brain when i finished it i absolutely loved it i've never invested myself in a game like in a year as much as this one except for my game of the year that i literally played like two weeks ago um but it kind of revived that bit of like love for video games because i've noticed like down the years like my passion for video games has kind of like not i wouldn't say like gone out but like it's just been slower and like lower and like with everything that's happening in between video games being this excited for something that you waited so long for um it was really amazing. Like the whole emotional level roller coaster shit of playing this game while seeing stuff that's more consistent um in today's media. Like my sister when she saw the frozen shit, 
she wondered like why like Olaf was on it and like why his head was what the fuck is this (laughs) like when he went like super fucking huge and like his little head was popping out my sister was like what is actually happening on the tv screen um and like she, I also wondered that. Like she doesn't know what Kingdom Hearts is. She's like, "What anime are you watching that has Frozen in it?" Like <laughs> <laughs> So she was just yeah, she was just wildin'. Um but I I felt a nice hug with this game and that's why I liked it. It was crazy. People fucking hate it. People think it's bad, but like the whole messy shit is what makes it so fun and so wild and yeah, that was just a really good game. The way that I'm talking about it makes it seem like I this is like my goatee, but it's not. Um, I realized I was like, why am I going on and on about it? I'm just like remembering memories. Um, my goatee of this year is Matuzioni, and I really hope I'm pronouncing that right because every time I've heard it this past week, it sounds like a type of like green onion and it makes me uncomfortable (laughs) that's fair that's fair i get it you know what might as well just call it i I think mutazioni i think of like a calzone it's like a food yeah like you you go to an italian place and you order a mutazioni devs i think yeah it doesn't look pasta yeah i think i saw the devs say that it's supposed to be like mutazioni so, but I don't know. It's it's fucking weird. They they should have maybe picked a different name because I've only seen people struggle. I like my calzoni with my mutazoni. Yeah. Like it's it's mutazoni, like mutazoni mutazoni. <laughs> give us the formula. <laughs> like, I've had enough of ravioli today, y'all. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> like it's an Italian word. It just means mutation. Like that's all it is. But like, why is Italian like that? <laughs> why does that mean? <laughs> like oh my god i feel so bad i like i'm gonna rip this game apart but it was so fucking good um anyway yeah fucking green onion game i really (laughs) i played this game when caitlin actually gave me the code for it i was supposed to play this game a while back and like i played it for like two hours but then kind of shit went down like i was like in the middle of like realizing i'm not okay and that like i need to go into therapy that therapy became fucking you know going to a psychiatrist and all that stuff so with all that coming around it took me kind of a month to kind of get together and actually play this game because i think caitlin you gave me this game in october right yeah yeah i believe so i'm pretty sure that's when it came out and that's yeah and like november was just like sleepy time for me the whole time also my mom was coming she needed to be here and let's like hang out with me and it was great um yeah so finally i sat down i was like i need to like keep a promise to fucking caitlin like i need to get back to my shit because i genuinely miss all of you and just like doing work for uppercut um and this was the perfect game to play and, like, I'm already getting, like, super emotional just thinking about it. And I don't want to cry. <laughs> um, but I, this, this game is what Andrew taught me today, a visual novel. And, <laughs> 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 and um, 
you play as this person named Kai and like you leave a city to go to this little island because your grandpa's dying and you leave behind your mom and your, your you know your younger sibling like regardless of like how much they love you uh you go and tend to your dying grandpa and you're in this place that's really new you don't know the people the people are very different from you um and i i couldn't think of a more perfect game for me to play because i'm in that situation i'm not tending to a dying grandpa thankfully but i'm i'm here in a whole other state across the country i i'm i'm away from what i've known all my life like rhode island is so tiny and so is Boston. Um, I didn't travel outside Boston. Like, I went to Salem once for Halloween. But, like, Boston is its own little world. It's just, like, another Rhode Island. Um, so coming here felt a lot like that. And ten minutes into the game, I just start sobbing. Because, like, I'm always thinking about if I actually have made the mistake of coming here. And if this was actually good for me or if I just would have been easier for me being like comfortable back in Rhode Island, because that's what I know. That's all I know. Um, And that's what Kai was doing. You know, she was going into the unknown, regardless of like what was going on back home. And throughout the game, you it, it has such structure. And it was like the opposite of like what my life was like, you know, now. Um. I'm more calm now, but there's still a lot of crazy shit going on. And having such a calm game with minor kind of like openings for like chaos and like, I wouldn't say chaos, just for like being able to like control and someone to be able to control me in like a game like that is something I really needed because it was calm. And it faced a lot of things that I was really relating to. Like, it freaked me out. Like, I was just like, NRA's been listening to me. Like, these fucking Italians are fucked up. Like, who are they? Um, eh, <laughs> fucking Italians. Um, I am in my lane. My mom's, you, like, part Italian. It's fine. Um, anyway. I also am part it, Italian. It, Monty. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Every white person part Ita- is like yeah, part yeah. Italian if we're being we- honest. <laughs> Not true. Okay, but the thing you. is. <laughs> okay, 23 we- and me, calm down. Uh, Ancestry.com. All- <laughs> oh my God. Once again, if every white person. If you want a discount person- code for 20% off your uh, Ancestry.com order, go to oh Ancestry.com backslash I wanted to make a joke. We are getting no corporate money. I wanted to make a joke, but everybody kept talking. And all, all I wanted, <laughs> and now it's too late. <laughs> but no, all I was gonna say is no. Say is it. Every every white person has a little bit of an Axis power in them. Oh my god! That that was the joke. I'm done. I'm oh done. My, I I'm gonna uh, leave now. I'm gonna leave you in my hanger. <laughs> bye bye. Dear listeners, please cancel every single one of us. We do not deserve to be in society. We don't anymore. deserve a voice. Nope. We do not. We do not need a platform. We don't. Oh my god! I forgot to tell you guys when fucking Jessica tweeted the fucking me facetiming you guys when I was fucking wasted, and then I was like, "Answer the fucking call, pussies!" Someone DM'd me and was like, "Hey, this like word is not okay," and I'm just like, "No, you don't understand. Like, (laughs) I have a pussy. I can't. I know. Like, it was it was a wild conversation. (laughs) They understood. It was like a." 
Anyway, I'm gonna go back to being emotional now. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. This, this. Yeah. This. This game was perfect for me to play. Um. It made me face a lot of things that I wasn't really ready to face, but it forced me to kind of think about it. Um. Like it. It deals with a lot of like family death and, um. I know, like, you guys know about, like, my dad, and I don't know if other people know. Um, I usually talk, like, on private or just, like, in between us. But, yeah, like, it made me think about that. And I don't like having to even talk or think if I don't have to, if it's around the time, you know, when he passed away. But it made me, of course, around Christmas kind of think about, like, the good things. Um, and kind of, like, accept that, hey, like, shit's pretty bad, but, like, this game, like, people were kind of making do with it, and the grandpa, this fucking little cartoon grandpa was just, like, super insightful, and it was just, like, things, you know, you maybe, you don't need the answer to everything, you kind of just have to accept and let go, and kind of, like, if you can't change anything now, just be grateful of, like, the things that did happen to you, and then you have every right to be, you you can't keep asking questions, because gonna keep you back and I was like oh shit that like cut deep I had to like turn off my computer and text Caitlin like this game's making me cry I'm gonna take a break um yeah uh so that was something I I had I was getting memories that like I've kind of like buried deep into my brain um about my dad like you know the what he he would call me as a nickname, which is like Sama, which comes from like my real name, and uh, you know, like having sandwiches with him at like the state park in New Jersey. Like he would fucking make these like weird potato salad sandwiches that were fucking pink because he really liked beets. Like I completely forgot about that um until I was playing this game and it forced me to kind of think about my dad. And I, I can't believe that a game could do that to me is like a video game like that sounds so fucking weird to say but yeah like playing throughout this whole game it being so calm and you open up these really great relationships with the people well yeah the people on the island um it reminds me of my life here in like a new fucking place and like slowly kind of developing friendships they're not as fast as they want to just like hi but like you're learning bit by bit about them and you know doing your best um yeah i'm really i'm I'm trying like not to cry uh yeah this Mm -hmm. this game was amazing um it took me a few hours to play uh would i play it again if I want to cry and, like, kind of have, like, inner deep thoughts, of course. Um, but, like, this game isn't sad. It's sad for me because I relate to it so badly and it's cutting into so many issues that, like, I surprisingly related to the character. This game is really nice and it's so calm. It's kind of like Animal Crossing but with some, like, wild issues that they talk about. Like, what happened to the people on the island? Why do they look like that? And how do they make the best out of it? This game isn't sad. The game is really beautiful. The fucking art of this whole island is amazing. The little tiny textures and, like, the fucking... Just everything is so nice. And then just the little sound designs here and there that kind of just keep me on, like, my little toes 
of the game is is great. It keeps me awake and it keeps me wanting more. And I wish this game was longer. And I've never said that about a game. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate long games, but like I wish this game was longer. And I wish, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna shut the fuck up. This game was really great. <laughs> um, no, that's... I really recommend it. It's it's easy on your brain. It just made me go crazy. It's like some Italian over there and fucking. I was gonna say some Italian over there in Italia, but it's Italy. Um, it is Italy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I I only have a good accent, guys. I can't speak English. Um, it it was just too much for me. Um, it hit me in the right spots, but like I have definitely like a different look on stuff, and it's it's really great. Yeah. Thank you. It was a nice game, guys. I liked it. Thank you for sharing all of that awesome. and being vulnerable and making me tear up a little bit and also really want to play that game. Yeah, seriously. It was it's on PC and Apple. Yeah, Arcade, I think I, I actually think. have it downloaded. I think PS4 too. I th- is cute. I I think I had it downloaded, but like I had to clear shit off my phone, so I got rid of it. But I, I, I had no oh, idea wait, what it was about. Something- yeah, I didn't either. I came into like, oh shit, there's a brown person on this game. Solidarity, let's do it. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't realize like how fucking like smack in the face like this game was going to be. Uh, I'm sure Caitlin didn't know like how fucking deep this was going to cut me. Um, oh yeah, no. I played this game at, um, I had an appointment at PAX West to play it. And I just did, like, the little demo and was like, oh, this is so cute and, like, nice. I like the little singing garden, whatever. I'm excited for it. It's really cute, Um, yeah. And then I was, I'm glad I gave it to you because I was going to originally do it. And then I was like, hey, Caitlin, remember how you said you were going to be less of a controlling bitch? Like, maybe you should try to have other people do things. (laughs) Um, So Yeah, I mean, look what came out of it. You made me cry a lot. Um. (laughs) All I do do is make Monty cry and lie. (laughs) Literally. That's all. That's all I do. All I do is eat hot chip and lie. Um, <laughs> she breathes. She's a thought. So, <laughs> literally. R.I.P. to your grandma, but I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> We're just fucking saying beans now. This is what this has devolved to already. Um, I'm a Before we continue <laughs> to the next person, uh, something that's really cute in Matuzioni that I didn't realize they have all these little like sausage people like little hot dogs they look like little vienna sausages um literally i played the game like four hours in i was like why are they named like that i was like one sausage but one's like this weird name they're all named after like sausages around the world and that was really cute i'm like this detail chef's kiss i was so <laughs> was one of them like i don't even know bratwurst yeah, yeah, they're all named after like cute. sausages around the world. Like, I'm not kidding. That's adorable. It was so good, so and they're cute. just complaining about nothing. Like, I, I don't understand yeah. where they get from point A to B. I like that. That's kind of like what Uppercut is, you know, just a bunch of sausages from around the world complaining. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you're right. Put it in the bio. I think on that's Twitter. beautiful. I'm about to tweet that. <laughs> oh God. All right. Uh, well, who wants to go next? I just got a daiquiri, so I kind of want to like drink some of it before I go. I feel like it'll really help out my the conversation I want to have about the games that I thought were fucking trash that I played mm-hmm. this year. So, um, yeah, somebody else go. 
You, you uh, say you want to go, Andrew? I'll go. You have yeah, a lot of games yeah, to talk yeah, about. I'll go. I'm not going to talk about all of <laughs> no, them. No, you should talk uh, about every single one in depth. Talk about every <laughs> single 30 games you have on your fucking life. I really, I want to hear about mini so, motorways the most. Dude, mini motorways fucking <laughs> Don't even. Um, and the only person who appreciates that is Nathan from the NES pod. Shout um, out to Nathan. He's the best. But, dude, he fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Like mini motorways. Um... I'll just run through like the games I played from this year really quick, and then I'll talk about the ones I want to talk about. Um, I played Greece, Fire Emblem, Three Houses, Sekiro, Shadows Like Twice. I dabbled in Apex Legends, Pokemon Sword, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Resident Evil 2 Remastered, or Remake, Luigi's Mansion 3, Canes of Hyrule, Dauntless, Jedi Fallen Order, Gears 5, Grindstone, The Outer Worlds, Creature in the Well, Mario Maker 2, Ukulele 2, Untitled Goose Game, Mini Motorways, Death Stranding, Dragon Quest Builders 2, Kingdom Hearts 3, Devil May Cry 5, Borderlands 3, and Outer Wilds. Chill out, dude. <laughs> Bro, how? <laughs> His brain is like that. Okay, so... How are you like that? Okay, so I only finished nine of those games. That's gotcha. Still okay. A lot. So, like, I didn't, like, I at Damn. least played all of those. Like, Outer Wilds, I literally put half an hour into last night um, and decided it is not for me, um, but I will watch Jessica play it. Hell yeah, um, you will. But I, I'm sure Jess and Kayla are going to talk about Fire Emblem a lot, but I just want to briefly touch on Fire Emblem as one of my games. Um, I've been... Fire Emblem was, like, one of my most anticipated games of the year, and that game delivered. Like, it had problems, for sure, um, but it hit me in the... It came out in the summer in July. I was... Like, work was really slow, so I wasn't traveling, traveling a lot. Um... And it there was like there's like this zeitgeist around it that I know we all experience on the internet. But like one of my fondest memories of Fire Emblem is waking up and having like five DMs from Ian Prichel from OK Beast of just Fire Emblem memes. Every day. Just constantly sending me memes. Um <laughs> he had never pl- I don't know, he had played a Fire Emblem for sure. Um but like I was farther than him and he was like asking me advice, like what should he do with his with his party and stuff like that. And we were kind of talking about it and like, court not really coordinating because we don't work together, but like we're we're chatting about it. You know, what's your strategy here? Blah blah blah. Um, and so like that's like Ian and I started really talking towards the beginning of this year when Kingdom Hearts three came out. But like, Fire Emblem really solidified him and his nice friendship. Um, like we talk pretty much every day. Um. And so, yeah, like, Fire Emblem, to me, will always remind me of Ian. Um, That's kind of cute. Jessica, because she, just because it's she's horny for Claude. I love, um, I love Andrew and I Ian do too. together I so ship much. It. They're husbands. They are. I told, him today, I told him today he released his Game of the Year list on OK Beast, which you should go check out. It's great. Um, but I told him today he's my video game soulmate, and then it just went downhill. Yeah, let me know when the um, wedding is. Yeah, I went to his wedding this year. It was great. It was beautiful. I meant your wedding. Wouldn't with Ian. Well, but wouldn't Ian's wedding? This would be like Ian's like sixth wedding, right? (laughs) All to the same person. Let's clear that up. It's a complicated situation. It's all to the same person. They've just gotten married. Yeah, it's it's a globetrotter. Um, I think yeah, no. no, they had like the Shinto wedding, and then I think they had a wedding in Japan for a family, which that's I think a, that's a totally normal tradition in Japan to have like two weddings. Mm-hmm. And then they had their yeah. wedding in the U.S. And they also 
Huh? Well, they had the like, I, basically like a civil union type thing. Like they had the official signing of the papers, like so, to defend him and and the weddings. Nothing against <laughs> it. Love that for them. I was just, I I could have sworn I kept just seeing people being like going to Ian's wedding, and they'd be like, <laughs> like two months later, like going to Ian's wedding. <laughs> Love that. Love that for them. Oh, it's 27 yeah. dresses. Was, was, game, all of, Ian getting was game of the year Ian's wedding? <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, that, that wedding ruled. Um, Another tweet. But yeah, no, um, Fire Emblem definitely reminds me of Ian and like also just like Kayla and Jessica and Ginny, like you guys are in there. And it sounds mean, but like tertiary because I didn't talk to you guys as much about it as I talked to Ian. But like, it also reminds me of you three, um, just because like you guys were so in it. Um, and like, I remember messaging Ginny and being like, "Yo, fuck, Caspar is useless," and she's like, "Yeah," um, and just like stuff like that. Like, it was so cool to have that that zeitgeist around it, and everyone was talking about it. And it was so cool and like satisfying to have it be a game I was really excited about, rather than like something like I'm trying to look. Um, I don't know, Kingdom Hearts 3, where, like, I was in this, like, guys, I played it when it came out, but, like, it was, like, a, I'm seeing this through to the end, I don't really care anymore. Um, it was cool to be, like, actively stoked for a game, and that it'd be so much in the collective conscious, especially during the summer when, like, it's kind of dead, normally. Um, That's really cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Kayla and Jessica will talk more about Fire Emblem, so I'll let them do that. Um, I'll skip Resident Evil 2 for now, I'm gonna circle back to that. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, I haven't finished it yet, um, I'm like a third of the way through, maybe halfway, but uh, my favorite part, if Fire Emblem reminds me of Ian, Luigi's Mansion 3 reminds me of Jessica. Um, I'm a spooky because... ghost. You're two soulmates. Yeah, yeah Jessica's Just a spooky ghost. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's cursed. Um, no, so, Luigi's Mansion 3 is the first game in the series with, like, co-op. And I got to the point where you get Guigi, who's your like co-op partner, and I stopped. And the next day, I was just now we're hanging, just chilling, and she's like, "What are you gonna do? You play Luigi's Mansion?" I was like, "Yeah. Do you actually want to play with me? Like, I just unlocked the co-op." She's like, "Oh, there's co-op." So we sat down, and since then, I have not played the game unless I'm playing with Jessica. Um, which is. Not necessarily weird for me, but like Jessica and I are not on the same wavelength when like we're in the mood for certain games. Um, and also like I like stuff like Borderlands a lot, and it burns her out really quickly. But like Luigi's Mansion, if I'm like, hey, you want to play? She's like, yeah. She's in the she's always in the mood for <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. It's how you get your lady so, in the mood. <laughs> playing with, her. right? Thanks, Luigi. Um, but no, it's it's like I said, I have not played it without her, and like she, um. A few months, or a few, not a few months, Jesus. Um, a, like a week or so after we played it for the first time, um, we were gonna play again. She's like, "Oh, have you have you played since the last time?" I was like, "No, I was waiting for you." Because like to me now, that is a co op game. Um, and it does it so well. It's so charming. It, the levels are so well designed. Like her and I, when we're playing, we constantly talk about how good the puzzles are. Um, because like the puzzle design in that is great. Uh, it's not too hard, at least yet. But they're so fun and clever. I I do love them. They're great. Yeah. And like the way that Luigi can do some things that Luigi can't and vice versa. Um, Because you can control Luigi if you're just playing by yourself. You can switch off between who you're controlling. Having somebody else that you have to communicate with 
Well, it's, it's like really it fun. almost reminds me, and I played this game with Caitlin, and I God, we need to finish it because it was so fun. It's kind of like a way out. I was thinking kind about of. that today when I was driving. I was like, Jessica and I started a way out like yeah. a year ago. It was it was good, it. but no, Luigi's Mansion has the same yeah, sort of like cooperative puzzles where it's like, okay, now I need you to do this thing so I can do this thing so you can do this thing. Yeah. I think they're a little bit more detailed than A Way Out is. Um, like, I think A Way Out still has really great puzzles, but I think I think Luigi's Mansion has more mechanics going on that let them be the puzzles be deeper. If that makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a really good analogy uh, that I never really thought of. I wish Luigi uh, was called something else. Uh, I love the sound he makes when he squeezes into pipes. Um, that's I too sexy. Like it because. I'm cursed, and I like torturing people with Luigi and my theories on what his body consistency is like. I just hate the word goo. That's, like, my top, like, five, like, worst fucking words. First one being passion. I fucking hate the word. See, I picture... (laughs) Wait, you hate passion? What's up? You said you hate the word passion? Passion fruit. Oh, passion fruit. Okay. (laughs) Has to have the fruit Gotta add that last part on there. Got it. I like how Andrew's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Passion? No. Passion fruit. No, I still don't understand that, but I mean, whatever, to each their own. I mean, I literally told you yesterday, I ate a sweater. Literally is, like, <laughs> makes sense in my head. You know what, Monty? Never change. <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, I, I wish I could play a little soon, though, soon. It looks like a really fun game. I will bring it to San Francisco. <gasps> and we'll That would actually oh God, be so fun. fun. Yeah, it's actually four player with two switches, but we need two copies of it. Um, That's crazy. I'm sure we can procure a copy of Luigi's Mansion 3. I don't know. It's a hot commodity. Patrons, you got to fund us so we can play four player Luigi's Mansion. That's that's where the fund is going now. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Luigi's Mansion 3 for up. Oh, wait, Kickstarter. Yeah. There we go. Um, a GoFundMe. Yeah, GoFundMe for a single copy of Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh my god. I literally tweeted today about how I have disposable income to use on the site, but can't afford a copy of Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> um, Alright, my next game that I want to talk about. I only have a couple more. Um, Gears of War 5. It's going to be super brief. But this isn't. This has something in common with Luigi's Mansion Three and Fire Emblem, oddly enough. Um, so one of my f- best friends from high school, like he was my groomsman. His name's also Andrew, but we call him Hoffman. Um, he is a huge Gears fan. He has been since I've known him. Um, like played Gears One and Two and Three religiously in college to the point where like it like caused a problem with college. Um. And, like, got all the achievements. Like, he was in it. Um, But I never had an Xbox One, so he played Gears 4 by himself. And he didn't get Gears 5 because he's like, well, I have nobody to play it with. Like, I'm not, I don't have as much free time. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Black Friday, I got an Xbox One. At, or, yeah, Xbox One S Digital uh, for myself. And I got Games Pass. And I texted him and said, hey, I got an Xbox. I got Game Pass. Gears 5, or Gears 5 is on it. Let's play and he was like oh my god okay i'll buy it right now and he bought it we've only played it twice but like halfway through the game because apparently it's not long but it's just he lives in missouri i live in california it's just fun to be able to connect like one-on-one with him and play something that like 
I know he deep down really loves, even though he'll never admit it, um, because he refuses to show any emotion ever. Um, so like knowing that like he really loves that game, and I like I love Gears too, um, as well, but like not nearly to the extent that like a lot of people do. I think it's fun, but he deep down really loves that series, and it means I know it means a lot to him as a series. So like being able to play that with him is just awesome um and we just we were playing through it and we're just doing like almost a mystery science theater like playthrough of it like we're just riffing on the writing and the plots we know it's stupid we know it's ridiculous um but yeah it's just it's a good time um to be able to connect with a friend that i I see i literally haven't seen in over a year i might see him next summer hopefully when i go and visit Andrew, that's really yeah. cute. All your stories about these games have been really, really cute. Let's talk about Death Stranding. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh no, that, that, Machi that has last... retracted the statement. No longer cute. <laughs> those last, those those three are like the only cute ones. The rest of them are just kind of whatever. Um, Death Stranding. Um, I really loved. I didn't think i would love it as much as i did i actually red boxed it first for three days to try it out because i was like i hate walking sims um but i'm gonna try it and i was just like so enamored by it but i didn't i just couldn't fit it in the budget to buy it and then chris hit me up and he's like hey uh do you want to write letters with me for game of the year on death stranding and i I I immediately texted i was like well fuck looks like i have to buy buy death stranding um but so i did Uh, i don't regret it at all yeah i bought it for you and I gave you crap every second of the way. <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> um, no, I think Death Stranding does some really cool stuff with... Um, I tweeted about this when I was playing through it. It does some really good stuff with um, loss and grief um, during a time where I really needed it. Um, been dealing with a lot of mental health stuff this year um, and just feeling really isolated and alone. Um, in like a lot of aspects of life and death stranding is a game about being alone. Um, but building and like, this sounds so stupid. Cause it's like, this is exactly how Kojima builds it and like talks about it, but it's literally about making connections with other people. And the way the gameplay is just so desolate and it's quiet. It's a very quiet game. It's very lonely experiences walking like through the world with Norman Reese and his funky fetus. Um, Does he give birth? But like, no. <laughs> um, but like, it's calming. It's peaceful, and like making these connections with people, and like, not even like the actual writing of like the connections you make. Like, it's nothing to forgive me write home about. But the thematics that are there like resonated with me really well. Um. And especially like in a time where, like I said, I was feeling really isolated and kind of alone. Um, it really worked with me. Um, and then like I mentioned earlier, like how it deals with grief and loss um, kind of tied into that isolation. I don't want to get into it too much because of spoilers, um, especially for like one of the major characters. And I think that's a game. It's a game that you really should, if you intend on playing it, you should really go in as blind as possible. Um, I know probably none of you are going to play it, but still. Like, would it be a game you think I would like? No. Damn. No, I I really don't. Um, I think maybe Kayla would be the only one here that might really get into mm-hmm. it. Jessica would probably be second. Yeah, I um tried to 
talk myself into buying it, but then I heard too much about like the walking and things like that. And I think the theme of the game I would really enjoy, but I don't have the time for this kind of game. That's fair. So I looked it up on YouTube and looked up the entire plot and the story so I know what happens. And Okay. So, I like, like, without getting into spoilers, like, specifically what I'm talking about with loss and grief is the stuff that happens with Mama. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you recall what happens, like, and what her kind of story arc is. Um, But... It I think it does a really great job and in a really interesting way and um like I've played most of the other like most of Kojima's other games um and I know his depiction of women is like something that should be heavily criticized I think that he does a better job in Death Stranding is it still perfect is it perfect no God no but it's significantly better um there's only one really glaring issue that I have with how he depicts women so that was kind of a breath of fresh air um. As far as a good game, but yeah, and actually, real quick before I move on, uh, one of my favorite moments in gaming was from Death Stranding this year. Um, actually, two of them. One was I could see the de- I was at the beginning of the game. I could see where I needed to drop off my packages, and I had been running around a lot, so my stamina was really low. I was like, I cross this little creek. I'll be at where I need to be. We Gucci. Um, yeah, the creek was a little bit deeper than I thought, and I tried <laughs> to walk across it. And I didn't have enough stamina to keep myself up, so I got knocked over by the current, dropped all my packages, and they started all going down the river. And I'm like, fuck, I need to get all those back. So I had to swim to the shore, stand up, run down, and you can't pick up stuff while you're swimming. So I had to race my packages down the river, find, like, a reef to stand on, pick up, like, two or three at a time, and then keep doing that all the way down the river. (laughs) But I'm a dumbass. And I got too deep into the river, and so I fell again when I had, like, half of them picked up, so the other half, like, they just went back in the water. It's like the kid who, like, spills their milk, and then they, like, lean over to, like, clean it up, and they spill more milk. (laughs) That's exactly what it was. And it took me, I shit you not, 20 minutes to get all my shit back. And I, like, I was getting farther and farther away from my destination. And I was like, this is, like, I was so mad, but I was like, this is hilarious. At the same time, like, I could laugh at myself. Just with how stupid it was. Like, it was my fault completely. Because I was just like, fuck, I'm just going to walk across the river like a macho man. And just ate shit over and over and over. Um, the other one is in my letter. I'll, I, I'm not going to talk. I won't talk about that. Go read my letter. Um, it's about building roads and shit. Yeah, read Monty's letter about Mutazione also. Yeah, I really want to read that now. No, I'm scared. <laughs> no, I'm it's fucking it. good. Um, I read it today and did little tiny edits. I'm really excited to read it. Uh, um, real quick, Borderlands 3. I've never been more disappointed in a game that I thought I would love. Um, I don't know if I'm older and like just my tastes have changed or if that game is just legitimately not good. Um, it seems weird. Um, kind of like the messaging they had with it. They created a Twitch like tool and have influencers hosting a show, but it's all about making fun like mocking influencers and poking fun at like streamer culture which i don't understand it's not done in a clever way that like it justifies itself it just seems it's like even more meme than normal borderlands which sucks um because borderlands 2 is one of my favorite games ever is it um, like boom sorry to interrupt you Andrew. is it like boomer like boomer humor but like trying to be trendy 
No, no, it's just bad meme. Villains. Oh, got it. Um, like it's like the main villains are literally streamers. Uh. Like they stream their crimes to <laughs> all the other bad guys, and it's like like subscribe kill or is like one of their catchphrases. It's like holy <laughs> shit! Like they're really like they really like That's they're trying cringy. to be edgy and like yeah, it's cringy and like Borderlands Two like wasn't nearly as cringy. Like it still had cringy parts, but like this goes overboard and it especially seems weird because of like the borderlands show and the interface they have on twitch to earn loot it's like who are you who are you who is this like comedy aimed towards and it seems really disjointed from like the reality of what it is um but yeah i should have loved that game i wish i loved that game i played the hell of it i beat it but it felt like a chore and i didn't love it uh, i had more fun playing with people than i did playing by myself which i played all of borderlands one and two by myself um and like borderlands 3 i did not i barely played by myself um okay last game sorry um resident evil 2 remake is my game of the year um i've never played resident evil 2 before that game blew me away um i was so so into it um just the level design and the metroidvania style puzzles uh mr x being mr x and like the plot's whatever it's a horror game it's ugh. it's fine like it's not bad but like it's it's nothing like great but just like the gameplay the environment the d- detail that went to that game just blew me away i was so into it and they announced resident evil 3 at last week at state of play and it literally comes out on my birthday uh next year and i cannot fucking wait um so yeah i I, I just, I adore Resident Evil 2. And it's actually one of the games, too, that, like, I tweeted about when I was playing it. And Ian hit me up as, like, and this was before we were really, like, talking a bunch. He's like, hey, should I play this? I was like, yeah, I think you should. And he played it, and it is literally his game of the year this year. That's because you guys um, are game soulmates. So, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but he's over here, like, I'm your game king. Shut up, Ian. <laughs> just um, give him a seventh wedding. Get married. You could be the game <laughs> queen, uh, Andrew. <laughs> Give that boy oh, I... another wedding. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I'm, I've it's been so long since I played Resident Evil Two that's hard to talk about it with like the passion I talked about it when it first came out. But goddamn, that game is good. Um, streaming it with Jess was a blast. Streaming with Jess and Caitlin when Caitlin was here was great. Um, <laughs> it, it's it, it really it's a special game. Um, there's a, you can tell there's a lot of care and love put into that game, and it makes me really excited to play Resident Evil Three for the first time with the remake and yeah um that's it as far as like games go um i didn't really play much during the middle of the year except for fire emblem uh final fantasy 14 is still fucking incredible i've spent a couple months playing that with like caitlin and Ginny, jared mm-hmm. uh moises and jessica a little bit uh but really got back into that finally finished the base game after like six years of playing on and off um also my boy banjo got into smash nothing else fucking matters Shut down video games. <laughs> we good. Boom. I'm done. <laughs> well, who wants to go next? Or does anybody have any comments about Andrew? I Yeah, I can go just because I do want to, like, build off of, like, when you were talking about Borderlands. Yeah, um, you're actually, I think you're the only other person who played it, so I want to I see what you have to say about it, because mm-hmm. I know you really liked it. Yes. Um. So yeah, let's talk. Let's chat. So, let's firstly, in the marketplace oh my god, let's do that. <laughs> um, 
firstly, I did want to talk about how this year was a little bit different for me for games. I think, like, for the past five years, I've played more than one game in that year where I was like, oh, shit, game of the year. Like, this shit blew my mind. Like, this game was so good. And I didn't have that this year. I thought this year was a little weird for games. Um, But... This was the first year that I went to two different PAXs on two different sides of the world and traveled and met all of you and all my internet friends. So this was a really different year of gaming for me. Like, I never played indie games until I met everybody and everybody told me to go to, like, the indie mega booth and I fell in love with these smaller games that I never really paid attention to. So that was really cool. And I think... It also reflects, like, the reason that I love Destiny so much, and I'm always talking about Destiny, is because, like, I've built, not me, I haven't built, Destiny has built, like, a community, and I have gained a lot of friends from Destiny that live all over the world, and we got to, like, meet up multiple times this year, and I've made a lot of friends through that game, so I think this was the first year that I really realized how much gaming connects me with other people. Um. So, so yeah, having said all that, again, this year was kind of a letdown for like game of the year for me. Um, My game of the year was The Outer Worlds, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But as far as Borderlands goes, I was the opposite of like, I was expecting to not like this game. I think we were all pretty hyped when it was first announced. Like me and you, me and Andrew were at the like release for it when they announced yeah, it. Yeah, the reveal panel. Yeah, yeah. And that was before Randy Pitchford was being a fucking idiot. Um, but that happened. And then slowly I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to play this game. Like, I don't know. And then I finally said I was gonna do it and I played it and I didn't play with friends. Like I think I played a couple nights with some people, but for the most part I was like playing solo. I didn't want to play with other people because I was just trying to enjoy like the story and it's it surprised me that the amount of female lead characters were in this game i was not expecting that from borderlands which was really cool like there was this one scene at the end of the game where like everybody who was like the like every person basically that was on this thing was uh, so i don't know i just was shocked by the amount of like female-led characters at the end, um, well, just throughout the entire story. But there were a lot of off-putting things. Like literally, the first like two hours of gameplay is all um, what's that fucking douchebag's name? Um, Chad. Um, oh, uh, Chris, Hardwick. not Chad. Chris Hardwick. Chris, uh, Chris, Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. Yes. Hardwick. Yeah. Yeah, Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, they brought that dude's character back, which I don't even remember him, his character from Tales of the Borderlands, being that annoying. In Tales of the yeah. Borderlands, but they like specifically made him so annoying, and I was like, I don't want to hear him. Like I, I didn't want to hear him when I played this game, and then I'm being forced to interact with him so much in the beginning. Um, yeah. It. I will say that after the first part of the game, he doesn't really come back. I think there's like one or two lines later that he comes back, but it's like they were just trying to like get it out of the way, um, but still pretty off putting. Um, but I did 
like the game more than I thought that I would. Like, I had fun with it. I liked the environment. Um, there was a lot of issues with playing with friends. Like, whenever I did jump in with a friend to play for a little bit, there were so many, like, connection issues going on there. So that's... Really? Yeah, that's why I wanted to play solo, was because I was like, every time I jumped in with a friend, I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. See, I never had connection issues, but, like, I had my game straight up just blue screen crash three times. I lost audio completely until I turned off the game and turned it back on twice. Uh, quest markers got messed up multiple times. Like, it was a mess. Mm-hmm. I never had connection issues. Yeah, that was really the only issue I had was with connection. But, but yeah, I was shocked by the amount of, like, female-led characters, which is really awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did like it, but it wasn't, like, holy shit. Um, but that is a really good point that you made. Like, literally the the two enemies are like streamers and they're making fun of that. But like you have like all of the Twitch shows and shit. Like, I don't know. That doesn't make, I don't, I, I don't told get that either. Write an article but about it. It just feels disingenuous. <laughs> it just feels disingenuous. <laughs> weird, so good. You know? Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. It would have been shared. I should have written an article about it. Um, But uh, as far as like Vaughn or Reese and Vaughn, um, you can tell that, Telltale or Telltale wrote those two characters for Tales of the Borderland mm-hmm. because they're complete. They're both completely different characters mm-hmm. in Borderlands yeah. Three. They're like they're like I said. They're way more memey. They're they're just they're caricatures, which really fucking than- sucks because I yeah. love Tales of the Borderlands. Tales of the Borderlands yeah. is what made me want to play Borderlands, I, and I really loved that. Tales game. from the Borderlands is I think the best so. thing that Borderlands made. <laughs> And I didn't even, For I didn't sure. even play all yeah. of it, but I like watched the first couple episodes and I was like, oh shit, this is like actually like, yeah, I was so, like, it just, yeah, like just you and I kind of yeah. played through it together. It just seemed like more than just like boner jokes. Uh-huh. And I was like, cool. That's like actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah, they both, they, like I said, they both feel like caricatures rather than their actual yeah. characters. Right. So yeah, that was just a bummer. Like I immediately was like felt off put. And it was a lot of that really dumb humor like of I don't know. It's just like that like there's like one gun that literally like shot like shit out, like literal poo, and it's like <laughs> like I get why people would think that was like funny, but like I'm just kind of like fuck, like I don't want to deal with this. Okay. So that's my Borderlands. I did enjoy the game i liked the way that it ended and i thought it looked really nice um but that's about it um let's see um talking about the indie games that i played this year because of all of my friends who introduced me to them katana zero amazing beautiful love that great sayonara amazing beautiful love that um what else did i play um after party I liked it. I didn't love it, but I did like it a lot. Um, we have a whole episode on that <laughs> with Uppercut. We, we do. <laughs> and um, I did play Untitled Goose Game. Didn't love it as much as everybody else did. I felt kind of annoyed by it the whole time, but I guess that's the point. Like, the goose Dude. is annoying. Same. But I couldn't get into it because I couldn't figure things out, and I just kept getting mad. So, um yeah, I also felt like that game, everyone was like, oh, it's so creative with how you can do stuff. And it's like, not really. No, not really. No, <laughs> yeah. it's not. Um, I think that's why I like Katana Zero so much is because it comes off as like a very like arcadey game. But then it has those moments where like it like pauses and it's like all 
um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it just gave me those like really cool like Tokyo vibes and with all the lights. And I'm just like, fuck, this game is good. I love Katana Zero. I didn't finish it, which sucks. I think I, I think I probably have like an hour left. But that was a great game. Um, plug, plug, plug. We have a letter about that that went up today. When mm-hmm. you're listening to it, it won't be today, but <laughs> go to the website and read the Katana Zero letter that our friend Chris wrote. It's very hey. good. Um, what else did I play? Um, I played Wolfenstein Youngblood. Didn't love it as much as I thought I would. Again, I think it's just this repeating factor of, like, the big games that I thought that I would love were just kind of, like, meh. Um, it was fine. It just wasn't what I was expecting out of a Wolfenstein game. It was just different. Um, let's see. I'm really, real quick, not to interrupt you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really bummed about Wolfenstein because, like, I loved Wolfenstein too. Uh, but like, God, Wolfenstein Youngblood got such bad reviews. I was so excited for it. And then just like came and went and no one had anything good to say about it. It just wasn't a Wolfenstein game. Like it wasn't. And it was very strange that the way that they, um, advertised it to be versus what it was, um, which was really wild. So, so yeah, um, we had Anthem and Division Two. Um, Division Two was great, but I didn't play that much of it. But Anthem did was Division Two come out this year. It did, yeah, it did. <laughs> Division Two and Anthem came out like back to back, almost. Yeah, like really, really close. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Ubisoft and EA's dick swinging contest. Spring. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. yeah. Division Two was fun. It it wasn't f- as fun as like where Destiny. I always want to go back and play. Whereas Division 2, my whole group of friends was playing that for a minute, and then we all just kind of, like, fell off of it. Anthem, I think, was the biggest letdown, because for for somebody who really loves the Destiny-type games, you know what I mean? Like, Anthem really made itself out to be this really fucking awesome game that was going to be better than Destiny. Like, it kept... The way that they kept talking up, and we were like, all right, shit, like, whatever. And then... God, I I probably only played like two hours of that game, which really sucks. I bought it day one, um, and that was such a letdown. So, again, I know I'm just harping on these like AAA games that fucking sucked this year, but that happened. <laughs> that true, um, what did surprise me was I fell in love with Fire Emblem Three. Um, yeah. well, Three Houses, not Three Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, yeah. Um. Never played a Fire Emblem game before. Totally not my type of game or what I would think would be my type of game. I it's horny. It's your type of game. Exactly. That was the only reason why I bought it was because everybody was like talking about how horny this game was. So I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, and you know what? It wasn't as horny as it should have been, but I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed um, everything about it. It was, you know, picking a house, all that Harry Potter shit that I love. Like, that was a really great game. And I really appreciate Fire Emblem. And I'm really excited to see what Jess has to write on it. So, Yeah, I'm really stoked to read both your letters. Because I know, like, I think you guys are the two most, like, passionate Fire Emblem fans. Uh, or Fire Emblem Three Houses fans, I know. Um, so I'm really excited to read your writing on it. Yeah, I just, like, never played Fire Emblem before. So this was not something I was used to. But it was nice. Love that. Um, played Pokemon. for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I played Pokemon. I also enjoyed it. Wasn't the best Pokemon that I've ever played, but I enjoyed it. Um, and then 
last but not least, before I get into like my two, like my game of the year and stuff, Fallen Order, I have probably played two hours of that game and it really sucks because I love Star Wars, but something about like the janky movement of this game and um, the combat not feeling meaningful, like Mm -hmm. it is meaningful, but it doesn't feel like they execute it the right way. Um, I had to put it on baby ass baby mode because it was really hard, but they don't teach you like, there's no really like, yes, you can unlock moves, but they don't really show you how to use the new moves that you unlocked. So I would forget it. And then I'd be confused and I'd just die and I'd get pissed off. So I had to put on baby ass baby mode to where it literally feels like nothing matters. So it's just this weird it really sucks for me because I love Star Wars and I've heard everybody talk about how great the story is and I'm probably going to have to just like play the whole game on like story mode because I don't care for the way the game works, um, which really sucks. I don't know if any of y'all played Jedi Fallen Order or not. I nope. have. But yeah, it just um, doesn't play well, honestly. I'm, I am I like that you were like wrote in the doc Fallen Order isn't bringing me in, which blows. Um, I don't love Star Wars as much as most people do. Like, I think it's fine. I respect more of what it is as like a cultural phenomenon more than anything else. Um, I really, I have a lot of feelings about Star Wars. Um, but uh, like, I've heard the same thing. Like, it's amazing. Like, it's so good. Like, yeah, it's a little janky, but like, the story's incredible. But my God, like, I'm having such a hard time. Like, it feels like a chore going through it. It does, um, which sucks. And I did- it does, yeah. And like, I texted Ian. I'm like, "Yo, did this take as long for you to for it to click?" Um, and he's like, "Where are you at in the game?" I was like, "Oh, well, I'm on Kashyyyk," and he's like, "Wait a little bit." He's like, "It'll click," because it clicked for me. And like, I don't know if I care enough for it. To right, click. and that's the shitty thing. It, I wanted to finish it before Thursday when I go to the midnight premiere, and I'm not. It's not gonna happen. Like, yeah, and like, it makes me wish I cared about Star Wars more because like. See, going like Daphromir and stuff. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, cool. Like, I don't like it. Doesn't it? Doesn't hit me like that, you know? Right. Whereas like people like Bruce Burnhouse, um, is that how you spell his name? Bruce, uh, Bruce B I'm on not sure Twitter. How you say his last no name. idea. I would assume so, but uh, um, but yeah, he, like he's a diehard Star Wars fan. So for him, stuff like that is super cool. And like, I wish I cared more, you know about the eu mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah all i'm saying is every day that there's not an asajj ventress game is an act of homophobia <laughs> um so yeah because it, in- it inconveniences you so rule exactly. 10 of the uh uppercut discord yep. and life <laughs> and life that's yeah. the 10th commandment <laughs> anything Jesus that inconveniences Christ. caitlin is homophobic <laughs> All right, so I'm going to wrap it up here with my game of the year and, like, my ongoing game of life, which is Destiny. Um, Destiny 2 came out with Shadowkeep, which I love. I think they're doing something really different and creative with the game to make it not only more accessible to people, um, but to the people that are jumping in, it's not, like, a confusing maze for people to jump into. Like, you can jump in and play with your friends basically immediately without having to go through all the story and then all this shit and all this shit and miss out on this content. Like, it's all available for you to play, but you don't have to play it the way that it was created to play. 
um, which is really awesome. Um, but just the message that Shadowkeep put out with um, a returning character, Eris Morn, um, came back and they did this whole play on like these nightmares and thing like things of your past that are basically haunting you, um, which really did like shed a light on like trauma and PTSD and depression and things like that. And I think that the way that they portrayed those things could have gone so wrong, but they went, they did such a good ass job at um, doing that and helping players work through these things with the characters. Um, so I just like, Destiny continuously makes me proud to be in that community. They won at um, the Game Awards for like the community um, development game, kind of something like that. And um, they're just always working with us and making sure that they're doing the right thing, which I love that. So, so Shadowkeep is awesome, but my game of the year is like Outer Worlds. Oh, hey, I I I did a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did a letter for Uppercut, so it's going to be on Shadowkeep. I don't know when it's coming out, but you'll see it. Yeah, you will. <laughs> um, if you don't, we'll make you see it. So, Outer Worlds. I love that that Loki sounds like a threat. Like, yeah, you will. Yeah, you yeah. fucking will. If you don't go and read I'll that DM- letter. <laughs> I'll DM it to every single one of you. I'll see who opened no. the letter and who no, didn't. No, not even DM. I think that you should go and physically hand it to them. Like it's like a, it's like <laughs> I will go. Thousands of copies. <laughs> it's like the. I will go to your house. I will ring your doorbell and I'll just punch you in the face and hand you the letter. <laughs> it's like it's what are those guys called? Like processors or whatever? Where it's like, oh, you, you've been served. <laughs> You've yeah. been served. Like, You've here's the fucking hot letter. I'm going to watch you open it. <laughs> I'm going to watch you read it. And you're going to say something nice about it. You better. Because <laughs> I am not a good writer, but I did it for you. Okay? I did it for you, reader and listener. I'm excited to read it. I think okay. we have to say that now. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, it's good. I edit. So... Yeah. Um, another thing I'm going to say for the 12th time, no game really wowed me this year. Um, Outer Wild, I mean, Outer Worlds, not Wilds, not to be confused with the other game that came out in the same year with almost the same name. Um, Outer Worlds was a great game for me. I really loved it. I thought it was beautiful. Um, the best part about the game to me was that I still a month later from playing it, I still remember the side characters and the things that they wanted from me, which games really suck at doing nowadays. And I think I mentioned this in the letter to Caitlin, um, mm-hmm. but like Horizon Zero Dawn pops in mind. Like I platinum that game, really loved it, but I could not tell you a single side character yeah, what they looked like. That were largely shit. Yeah, like so many games that like I'm just like thinking of like the side quests that you get in these open world games and like don't remember them don't remember what they were meant for things like that where like outer worlds was so good and it felt like it felt very similar to like a telltale game where there would be consequences but not so much of like this person will remember that like it kind of like sat on that for a while and it would maybe later on in the game affect the way the world was which was nice so your choices did matter um I also just really loved that I could talk my way through the game like I didn't have to play heavy 
combat and stealthy and do all these things. Like I could literally, every time I got an upgrade, I could just up my charisma or like my lying skills and things like that to where every conversation I had, I, not only would I get XP for lying or doing whatever, but like there were times when like people would like threaten me and it would be like a big fight was about to happen. And I would just literally be like, Hey, this person set me. So stop being a little bitch. And they'd be like, like this big moment where people would about to jump me would just be like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You can go do this thing. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like I didn't have to have these like conflicts throughout the game and I could really just talk my way through and make these decisions. And that was awesome. And it, yeah, it was a pretty game. And it felt really nice. I think there were a lot of things that fell flat. The fact that, and I know people have talked about this a lot, and me and Caitlin talked about it in our letter, but the fact that the whole game is talking about like how capitalism sucks, but they don't really make a stand on that, which was the worst part about the game for me. Um, there's a lot of humor in it, but then nothing really comes of it. So... That's yeah, the there only... was a line in my letter that I wrote that I ended up cutting because it was like kill your darling situation. Um, but I was talking about the fact that yeah, it definitely just feels like like fallout in space with like a haha fuck capitalism veneer that's mm-hmm. not actually all that deep. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what made it hard for me to get into. Um, but you can find out more about that in our letters, which hey. you demand that you read. Well, I already told you. You already know what's gonna happen. <laughs> If you don't read yeah, that letter. Kayla's going to physically assault you. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is my game of the year because I, I played it twice. I really yeah, liked it. Cool. I played it twice. Not for good reason, though. You'll find out in the letter why I played it twice. Um, yeah. But but yeah, uh, nothing this year really like blew my fucking socks off. But um, <laughs> cheers to next year and hopefully better games. Hell yeah. Word. I mean, next year is, like, jam-packed already, so. Better games and better brains, 2020. (laughs) I literally don't have time next year. I'm so mad. I mean, next year for me is just going to be playing Final Fantasy VII, so. I know. It's a good thing we have two PlayStations. (laughs) Um... God. Well, That's a really good thing. Um, I can go next, or do you want to I was going to say, Caitlin, do you want to be the finale, or do you want... Yeah, make the boss go last. Yeah, boss man. You're the finale. Fuck you, Caitlin. <laughs> it's like I a headliner at a concert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What? I said, fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was said with so much emotion. Like, you really had to get that out. Like, fuck you. <laughs> I did. Uh, so, I'm going to start with, like, the first game that I actually remember playing because i know that i played things before this game i did a review of a game that was like not really memorable um and i played stuff up yeah away uh journey to the unexpected (laughs) that was just a game uh oh i remember that was was, it was a solid six out of ten game it was it was whatever um and i played stuff at pax and I probably played stuff earlier than this, but this is where I will start. And this kind of sets like, I don't know, I had a sad year. <laughs> it, was, it was a hard year for me. Um, and I really look forward to the day when I don't like reach the end of a year and I'm like, man, that was a hard year for me. Because <laughs> I feel like 
it's Man. a thing, you know? It's like you're like each year you're like, it's gonna be better. And I don't wanna be a downer. This sounds really pessimistic. I think next year is gonna be good. I'm <laughs> see it, I say this and I'm so scared I'm jinxing it. Um, but no, I knock, knock on, on wood. I have I have a desk right here. I knocked on it. So we're good, right? There you go. Um the first yeah. game I remember playing was Greece, and I played it in the hospital um after I was suicidal. <clears throat> and so I, that's the first game. Oh, yeah, because that was for the podcast, yeah. right? Well, actually, so that came later. I started it in the hospital, though. Um, So that would have been mid-April, like April 11th or something like that. I don't even know. Beginning of April. It was like it was the weekend after my birthday. Yeah, so like April 11th-ish or 10th. It was, it was somewhere. It was it was around there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I started Greece. And I remember, so I went to the hospital. And um, I I went there voluntarily because I was suicidal, um, and I was just just not in a good headspace, and and I was you know hurting myself, and it was a mess. <laughs> um, and so I went to the hospital. I it was voluntary, and then they kind of told me like, "Hey, you're we're gonna have to hold you," and like I don't like it could be weeks. Um, like but you're you're not okay like you're you're worse than i think you think you are right now and i lost it uh i was just crying and um you know it i was a mess um i couldn't you can't bring anything with you you can't even have your cell phone charger you can't have your phone you can't have anything um they give you socks <laughs> they let you keep your underwear uh you wear a hospital gown and uh you can have one person in there with you Andrew was there pretty much the entire time he slept there um in the chair next to me <laughs> um and uh but they did and i don't know how i got away with this i don't know like why but they let me bring my switch in there for a bit <laughs> which was nice because um it's boring you can rent a tv and you can uh watch vhs's they had a selection of random disney movies and titanic <laughs> and just shit like that um which titanic is yeah, a wild movie to yeah, have in that situation i don't know um but <laughs> nothing like a good old fashioned <laughs> tragedy for people going through yeah. it yeah yeah uh, no no that's fine i would i appre- it's i appreciate the levity me. because like that whole situation it's just like and they have a whole separate wing for people who are going through that right so it's like you're just surrounded by a whole bunch of people who also like have attempted suicide and it's just somber i mean that's the only word you can really i mean like i i feel like everybody who's listening or like whatever you can imagine it like you know it's not hard to be like oh yes that would be a depressing situation um you know that's it is um but i started greece and uh (laughs) that game it was really on the nose (laughs) when i started it and uh i had to put it down because i just remember being like i can't deal with anything touching my emotions right now uh so i started that game it was really beautiful it was really good but i was really sad and so i put it down for a while and uh, i ended up picking it back up whenever uh we had dia on uh, a pal and around episode because we talked about basically i mean basically we talked about games for impact um was like i don't know if we actually used that term when we did the episode but we talked about i think we didn't use that term because we were talking about the ones that yeah specifically um but yeah that 
j- j- that style. Yeah. Yeah, we focused on mental sense. health just because um, all three of us have had just different things, like just different issues in life. And we're like, let's let's talk about this. And we, we talked about that and Hellblade and um, a few other games. Sea of Solitude. I think that was around when Sea of Solitude came out. And that's kind of what led to that. Um, but anyway, so that's the first game I remember playing this year. Um, and that kind of sets the theme of this year for me. Like, I went through it. I don't think I've ever had a year where like my life felt more surreal um where it's like the situations that I found myself in I just couldn't believe it and like I kept like most of everything happening in my life just private and um you know it's that's not necessarily a good thing to do um but I I don't know. It's like, and I keep feeling like I get to a place where I feel better. And then, you know, you slip because that's what you do, you know, and, and then you just try to build again. And like, right now I feel like I'm actually like in a place where I'm like, okay, I'm building, like I'm, I'm in a good place and it's getting better. And like, I feel like that right now, you know? Um, and I just hope it stays. (laughs) It's so scary. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, I guess all that to say, I didn't play as many games this year. Um, but I do have some to talk about. Greece was the first one. I ended up playing it later. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was it was really good. Um, I thought that like it did. God, it's been so it's been a while since I played. it. I'm trying to remember. I remember really loving towards the end of the game when you get to like this uh, this puzzle type area where it's like you you can like flip gravity basically or like there's like a, a, a horizon I guess there's like this line in the middle of the screen and when you you know go above the line you fall to the top of the screen and it just it shifts gravity and I remember getting to that and I could I was like I could play a whole game where this is the mechanic like I could sink like a good like like a smaller game like five but I, I could I could play a game like this I thought it was really cool um and it just it did that sort of stuff a lot um there's just different like kind of tools that you got throughout the game different mechanics that you utilize to keep things interesting uh really pretty soundtrack um and it was just it was just a nice experience you know not like my game of the year or anything but it was a nice experience um i think i I played some multiplayer games this year i feel like i sunk a decent amount of time into those um i played apex a bit um i played uh destiny shadow keep um, I got into Destiny this year, and like I played, I started from the beginning. So I played Shadowkeep. I played Kayla. What was the next expansion? What the after wait, just which after one? just Destiny two? Like just what came next? Oh, Forsaken. Forsaken. I played Forsaken, which I really liked that one because that's the one with like the five people, right? And you have to kind of hunt them down. Nine of them. Oh, was it I nine? Think. I thought it was five for some reason. Uh, okay, but. <laughs> Listen, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. We could both be wrong. I have been drinking. (laughs) There's seven? Okay. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was like, I don't fucking know. I I played Forsaken with Moises. um, And I actually, I think Forsaken I liked more than Shadowkeep probably. But Shadowkeep was still great. Um, But I played through all of Destiny, at least all the story stuff. Um, And I like did my first raid kind of like Kayla and I started one with a few different people. It was like Kayla and I and Moises, uh, Drew, Andrea, Renee. And um, oh, my gosh, it was one of Kayla's friends. So I I could not remember his name. But but we we started a raid and I was like, holy shit, this is super fun. I could like I could do this. It's just hard to have the free time to continue that. 
Um, Apex is cool. Like for all the different shooters and stuff, or like not shoot, but like battle royale games that have come out, uh, Apex I think is by far the best. Um, so I I love playing Apex. I still have yet to fucking win. I haven't played that much, but like it's insane that I haven't won yet. <laughs> but Erica and I have played it a lot, and uh, it's it's good stuff. Very good stuff. Um, gosh, what what do I talk about next? I don't know. Um. I guess, I guess I'll talk about. <laughs> There's eight barons. I'm oh, sorry. eight barons. Okay. There's eight barons. Yeah, but that was really cool. I loved hunting those guys down. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, Sekiro. I guess I could talk about a little bit, but I haven't gotten anywhere. It's it's hard, but I think it's beautiful. Um, like I was I was kind of stoked that it won game of the year. I haven't even played it all the way, so it's not like I can be like, yeah, I was totally like I have my opinions different. I have my game of the year, which you guys will hear about. Uh and you know, I'll, there there's also a letter I'm writing about it. Um but I wonder what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Sekiro is just a beautiful game, and that's one that I wish that I could really get into and play more because I I love the aesthetic of it. Um it's very pretty. I'm just, I'm just going to repeat that it's pretty over and over again. Uh, Resident Evil 2, I played a bit. Uh, still haven't finished that. You You're going to hear a lot of... Amount. Yeah, I'm actually pretty decent like ways in it. And I fucking hate scary games. It's like <laughs> people will come into... I work at GameStop and people will come in and be like, hey, like what are scary games you recommend? Or, you know, and like I can recommend games. Like I, I know shit, you know? But I always joke and I tell them, I'm like, my, like, threshold for horror games is basically Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> I'm like, so if it goes beyond that, uh. But, like, Resident Evil is so good that I can power through it. <laughs> like, I scream. I, I've streamed it. You guys know how my reactions are. It's a we lot. We streamed it together and it was truly one of the best nights of my life. <laughs> But it's good. It's like, it's really good, though. Like, it freaks me out, but I like it. <laughs> it was so scary, and I was so drunk. And I was just <laughs> I truly vibing, but also terrified. Oh, it's so scary. And you get into those situations where you're just like, fuck, I have no fucking ammo. Like, I don't know what to do. And it's stressful, but it's good. I, I do like it. And I love, like, puzzle games. And there's different little puzzles in there. It's, it's nice. You have to find this item to do this thing, to do this thing. And, like, I love puzzle games. So for me, it's cool. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Andrew kind of talked about it. And I feel like we share kind of overlapping opinion because we play it together. So I'm not really going to focus on that one. Um, Tell me how much you love playing with me. I love playing with you. It's Don't a lot of fun. on me. <laughs> um, I I'm trying to think of of other things. Um, this year I played Night in the Woods, and I know that is not a 2019 game, a but it was game. It is. I was I was a couple years late to it. Um, but that game really kind of stuck with me too. And like I said, I mean, I was going through mental health stuff this year. I it was. It was a whole thing. <laughs> so uh, Night in the Woods is, it was pretty cool because, uh, you know, May, it's kind of alluded that she has some sort of, uh, like, you know, personality disorder, like PTSD, like there's, you know, and I, I've gone through a similar thing with college, like I, or like not even just with college, with life, but it's just like, I, I took a break from college, you know, and I was living in a small town where you know it's funny i took a break from college i was living in a small town in that small town there literally was somebody who threw an arm outside of a car it's true it's very like true. that actually happened in the town 
that I lived in. So it was kind of, I remember playing like, oh, and I play bass. <laughs> so I remember playing that game and being like, this is fucking weird. Because <laughs> um, it, it parallels my life a lot. And uh, I, I also, you know, this year was the first year that I had dissociative episodes, um, which are terrifying. And actually, you know, I don't even know if it was the first year. I feel like it's something that like has happened before in my life and I just never really recognized it was happening. Um, but this is the year that I became aware of it. And it was the year where I realized I was misdiagnosed and I don't have bipolar disorder, which is a mood disorder. I have um, borderline personality disorder, which is a personality disorder, which is like a mood disorder, but like worse. <laughs> um, so I, it's not worse. You can't compare it. But like, it's just it's Basically, like they start you off with like a mood disorder, and then if it's kind of more, it impacts the way that you live more, and it's not necessarily something that I don't know. They they adjust it to being like a personality disorder, and it's something that's a little bit more static. Um, so yeah, I got I got adjusted to that, and I started taking medicine for that, and I was like, oh wow, this medicine actually like works. Crazy how that happens when you start taking the right thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh. I played Catherine Full Body. I wrote a review of that for Irrational Passions. So if you care to hear more about how I felt about Catherine, you can check it out over there. And that was one of those games where I like... It's a very, very good review. Also, that game fucking sucked. Dude, that That game fucking rules. Yeah, that was Thank you guys. Wow. Um, No, seriously. Like, it's one of my favorite pieces of games right now. Catherine... Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, it's laps. Um, The fucking... That game sucks, though. Um, yeah no that game like it's frustrating because like the game I can't and like this is what I even said it's like mechanically like I like like I like so many things about that game right like but it's just one of those things where there's so much bullshit embedded into it with like the politics and like the sexism and and like the mistreatment of people to where like it taints the whole thing and it's like i gave it kind of a shitty i think i gave it a six out of ten right and it's like and the thing is is like if they didn't have all the bullshit in there that game would be like an eight or eight or nine but it's like i had to dock it that much because i was like it's just bad like just the way they treat people in this game is bad and it's not even like it's done in a way where like it's presented as oh, but this is supposed to be bad. You know what I mean? Like, this is supposed to be, like, tropey and, and like, it, you know, black and white and you're not supposed to like these people. It's, like, Vincent, to me, I think is presented as, like, a protagonist we're supposed to identify with and like. And he's shitty. He's, like, a shitty person. He sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Like, and I don't know. And just, just the way, the very, like, black and white view of women and then you have Renu. I don't know. Read my review if you want to know more about how I feel about that game. It's it's conflicting because, like, I feel like I could like it, but it just was bad. <laughs> it had some real bad stuff in it. Uh, After Party, I also played. Um, I liked that game a lot. I did not love it. I think that I was a little, I expected different things from it. Um, But, like, overall, I had a good experience. You know, like, I'm I'm glad I played it. Um, there's other little games that I have on this little list right here. I have Untitled Goose Game. I have Cadence of Hyrule. Um, and both, like, I don't know, Untitled Goose Game, I thought was really overhyped. It was very fine. It it was, it was, I don't know. I think that it was like, like, all are on that page. Um, because, yeah, I was like, when I was playing it, I was like, am I just a dick? I was like, could it? No. I was like, it, it seems. They're not mutually exclusive. Maybe I'm just an asshole here. 
but no, I think be. that like it's it true. was presented as something that was like ironic and kitschy. You know what I mean? And like I, it was fine. It was like <laughs> it was just like twee as shit and like mm-hmm. not as nonlinear and interesting as people made it out to be. Yeah. Um, anyway, and I don't. I don't think. I don't think anybody expected like that to be a game of the year or anything like that. Like it was just a little thing. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that leaves two games that I'm going to talk about, and these are actually the two games I'm writing letters about because they're the two games that impacted me the most. Crazy how that works out. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is like probably my runner-up for game of the year, which seems weird because like I don't know, it's like a kind of a smaller game, and I wouldn't. I don't know. It it seems like there's kind of a big gap between like the two games it's it's not really a close thing um but i still loved this game and i'm gonna write about it and i'm gonna write about how kind of deeply i felt it uh but it's sayonara wild hearts and sayonara wild hearts to me is this game about figuring out how to be a person and how to go through life with like kindness and grace even after the worst possible shit happens even after heartbreak even after um i don't know even when you're like mad at life even when things just feel like unfair or shitty or not the way that they should be um that's kind of what that game means to me because the whole thing starts off with you know it's it's kind of like presented as this like tale of heartbreak and and kind of you know coming back from that and I feel like it doesn't even necessarily mean heartbreak with a romantic partner it's more just I think when you break your own heart a little bit um and I feel like in a lot of ways this year was kind of me realizing that I broke my own heart um in a lot of different ways and I kind of it sounds weird, but I haven't treated myself like a person, if that makes sense. Um, and so Sayonara Wild Hearts was kind of like this game that's like, hey, maybe we should see ourselves as people um, and maybe we should work on healing ourselves. Um, you know, and I think that kind of I didn't really necessarily feel all of that until the end. In the end, you kind of go back through all these people that you've, you know, fought um, or, you know, I guess, yeah, you, you fight them, you like destroy the heart. And for in for me, that felt kind of like burying things, you know what I mean? Like, like resentment, you know, because I think that's the first thing, right? It's like the denial and then you you get angry about it. And to me, it felt like anger. It felt like um, you caused this problem or you made me feel this way and now I'm going to get rid of you. Um, and then at the end, you go back through and you kiss all of these people. And I think that's kind of the acceptance of everything, right? Um, and realizing like... I don't know. I don't I don't like the whole philosophy of like everything happens for a reason because it does. I don't I don't know. I don't feel that way. I feel like it's it just kind of is dismissive and like I don't know. I've I've known too many people who have gone through too much stuff and I would never turn and say to them like, "Oh, everything happens for a reason or you're going to be stronger for this or whatever" because it just seems insensitive to what people are going through. Um but I don't know. It just it seemed like making peace with yourself, the parts of yourself you don't like, the things in your life that have happened to you. Um and it was really powerful to me. And then the whole game ends with like the main character getting back to reality, picking up her guitar and then singing a song. And it's um, a place I don't know. That's that's the song. And like, oh, that song is so good. And I felt it. And like to me, 
like I'm, I'm a creative person. I play guitar. I, I like music and art and stuff like that. And um, so like her picking up that, it almost felt like the game was telling me like, hey, you know all that creative shit that you like doing, Jessica? Like you should do that. You should work on yourself. Like you should, you should take time for yourself and like do the things you actually enjoy doing and be okay with yourself. Um, you know, yes. and <laughs> and I'm still working on it. It's so hard. It's so hard. I feel like my whole life or I'm such a and I'm going to write letters about this and I'm going to go into all my feelings and this year and blah, 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 and me realizing what kind of person I want to be and and all of this stuff. Right. But like to me, that game was so powerful because it was like kind of a wake up for me. Um yeah, it was a really, it's a really good game. And it's just a beautiful game, too. The music is great. Uh, the gameplay is fun. I, um, I really liked it. Uh, God, is Sayonara Wild Hearts my game of the year now? I'm, like, thinking about it and getting all emotional. <laughs> I was like, man, that's a good game. It's a it's really, a good maybe the gap game. isn't that far. It's a good game. And it just made me, like, it resonated, you know? Like, and I know George and I, uh, George from Irrational Passions, uh, we did a whole, like, little podcast about it. And I don't. I don't think I was as open as I just was about how much it meant to me, but I still, we talked about it a bit. And so that exists if you're curious to hear, you know, more about Sayonara. Um, yeah. So, and even the name, right? Like Sayonara Wild Hearts, like good, like, and I think that almost kind of means like calm yourself, you know, like that's kind of how I took it. And like after a very wild year um, with, with heartbreak and, and just a lot it felt kind of good to have this message of like, it's all going to be okay. Forgive yourself, work on yourself. You've got this. I needed that. <laughs> um, but my game of the year moving on and, and we're going from something that's like very emotional and like moving to me being like, I like memes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fire uppercut, I would say, <laughs> right. It's yeah. fire emblem. Um, I, I love Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay, so the thing that pops into my mind when I think about the Fire Emblem series is it's kind of like Persona for me, where, like, this game is 100% a Jessica-ass game. Like, but I never played it. Like, I never played the series because I remember Andrew was playing Persona 4. And I was like, what are you playing? Like, I've never seen this before. I don't even know what this is. And he's like, oh, it's Persona 4. Like, you would love this game. Like, this is a Jessica game. And I was like, okay, tell me about it. And he's like, oh, well, there's, like, life management. And, like, you have limited time to do things. And you have stats that you need to level up. But it's also, like, an RPG. And, like, you go to this dungeon and it's turn-based combat. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, that sounds fantastic. Um, and Fire Emblem was the same way. Like, I love Final Fantasy Tactics. I love strategy games. Um, I love, like, any sort of, like, life management type thing. I love dating sims. I love things with relationships in them. Like, that is just my, my realm. And, like, stuff with, like, really good characters, you know? Like, that, that's for me. Like, that makes the game for me. I love characters that I can, like, really get into and love. Um, and Fire Emblem is basically, like, if you let me design a dream game, like I think that it fumbles in quite a few places, but if you were like, Jessica, we're going to give you money. Like, I want you to make a game. Like I would totally go into like a fever dream and be like, okay, there's a school, right? And there's three houses. And like each one of them has this character and this character. Like I would have a field day designing that game. Um, and like having that, like, you know, tactics, like grid based battle. Like, oh, I love it. Um, so fire emblem was like, 
a game designed by my fever dreams. <laughs> um, and I think that, you know, Andrew mentioned the word zeitgeist, right? And like, just like the cultural impact and like the the memes and the jokes and like, and everybody having like, it had that sort of, um, you know, and Kayla mentioned the Harry Potter houses where like everybody kind of identifies with a certain thing, right? And then like based off that, you have like that kind of friendly, like, banter and competition and like oh no they're best girl they're they're best boy like i i love my war crime waifus (laughs) yes exactly and like i fell in love with claude uh you know the the, and hilda hilda and claude are like i chose golden deer if you can't tell based off me saying hilda and claude are like my people um and i'm doing a blue lions playthrough but with school and life it's just been kind of slow going um but yeah, Hilda and Claude are like the two characters I fell in love with. And um there's just so much personality in that game. It just like drips off the characters. It's amazing. Um it's funny, it's it's cute, it's clever, um the interactions are are great. Um I do feel like, you know, I had a lot of issues with it in terms of like I felt like there wasn't enough to do outside of like the combat and stuff like that like it's just I don't know because like I wish there would have been more events that you like went to I wish the relationships would have been a little bit like deeper and steamier (laughs) like you know Kayla said it just wasn't already enough for me okay like it it should have been like a notch higher like let's let's kind of let's get Bioware in there let's let's take this up a notch let them fuck (laughs) let Dimitri Um, say fuck (laughs) <laughs> yes no like if it had been more adulty it would have been great like that would have been wonderful um the story is really good i think that for me and i'm not gonna say spoilers but i think for me the biggest disappointment was in who ends up being kind of like the final villain of that game because i feel like it's incredibly it's an incredibly interesting game and it's it's almost kind of like i will i will say this it's like how so many people get upset that like the emperor is like the villain in star wars and darth vader is kind of discarded um because it's like you have like this personal connection to darth vader right like and then for him to not i don't know but there's a whole redemption arc there so it's a little bit different but just like a lot of people are are kind of upset that like there's this big figurehead that's just kind of like I'm a bad guy when you have like this whole personal like big conflict right and like for me fire emblem does the same thing it's like okay bad guy where like it was a lot more interesting when the time skip happened and you had all of these people you know and love all of these relationships all of these people you've gotten to know turn on one another like that was the drama that was that was like the intensity of it and so for it to kind of shift focus and just go into a traditional like rpg like this is the big baddie fight him you know god yeah 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 it just it was like eh, you know you you could have had me if you would have stuck more personal with this so i think that like i don't know i just i hope and i i want to play older fire emblem games too i know that I, I think i'm probably it's gonna be one of those things to like where once you play three houses like going back you're probably not going to be as into those because you're like eh, i want more three houses um because they're so different from what i've heard but um i hope that they kind of keep going the same direction as three houses and maybe just keep pushing it because like to me it's like oh you were almost there like so good um but just like take it a little bit further have more of like that like life management like more things to do to boost your skills more like events with friends and like romantic interests and stuff like that i think that that would be a really great game um but yeah i don't know uh fire emblem's fantastic i i love it and I think that wraps me up. <laughs> I don't think that I have any other things to talk about. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> so my year was weird. Um, <laughs> it was a year of weird years. Like, oh, I had to do a little stretchy there. Um, anybody who listened to the podcast last year will probably remember me saying that 2018 was the worst year of my life. Um, and a lot of the bad shit from last year kind of just continued to compound into this year. Um, and I did talk about that in the intro letter to uh, our letter series, and that's about as comfortable as I am engaging with that. Uh, so if you want to know about my personal trauma for the year, you can give me that click and read that. Um, other than that, though, I also finally got a foot in the door with games freelancing. Hell yeah. Um, which has been super dope. Um, I got added to a group of um, video game freelancers called Into the Spine. It's also a really dope website that does a lot of similar stuff to what Uppercut does. Um, I got a piece published there. It was dope. Um, I got to go to, I went to my first PAX at PAX East this year. My second PAX ever. I got to go cover for a media outlet that wasn't mine. Um, I went for gaming, gay, ming. Um, and that was super fucking dope and we got to exploit my press badge so that Kayla and Monty could come with me to appointments (laughs) (laughs) and it was dope um and yeah so that that was really cool and like I you know got to meet Kayla this year and I got to um I met Ginny and like, you know, all of that has happened. Um, you met Monty for the first time this year too, didn't you? Yes. At PAX yeah. East. Yeah. That's I so wild. We met for to... literally I... one night and then we were like, yes, PAX West bound at the hip. Fucking. I didn't dumb. want her to listen to this and be like, Kayla forgot about me. No, I, I did. I, I, in my mind, I have known Monty for a hundred years. Um, Fair. But yeah, we like, um, we went from PAX East, we were like, we got to spend one night together. PAX West, we were like, every day we're fucking together and we're drunk. Um, Attracts. It was so good. Um, but, and yeah, and I like, I got paid for video games or anything, which was cool. And like, Uppercut has, we rebranded to Uppercut. Um, that's bonkers. We did two pretty decently successful charity stream thingies. Um. I got into Unwinnable. That's cool. Hell yeah. Um, I will be 20. I, I, I wanted to get a bigger game byline by the time I turned 25. And I did that. So fuck yeah. Um, but so that impacted. That was a long winded way of saying that that impacted my gaming in two ways. One of which was because I was covering games a lot more for, like, media stuff, I had this weird dichotomy of, at the beginning of the year, um, my dad had a stroke in March, and um, that kind of threw a wrench in everything, um, and I was working full-time and visiting him and dealing with all that shit, and um, on top of that, I was trying to cover games, so I was dealing with this weird mixture of all this stress in my life and trying to cover games and trying to keep up with the discourse but nothing I was playing was really like clicking with me um I played Kingdom Hearts 3 obviously like I I wrote about Kingdom Hearts 3 a little bit after it came out and my emotional reaction to it I wrote about it for our end of the year it was our first letter um I liked Kingdom Hearts 3 
it's not a great Kingdom Hearts game, but it has enough of the shit that I wanted in it to be fine. Um, but that was, like, the first and last game for a long time that I played this year that I, like, really, really, like, enjoyed to some degree. Like, I played other shit. Like, I played Devil May Cry. Literally, I still haven't finished that game. Andrew and I hung out the other night, and I played one chapter and was like, I'm going to bed. Yep. Um, like, and it's not a bad game. It's just, like, you know, it doesn't super grab me. Um, and then, like, I played Sekiro. I didn't finish it. I'm not, I'm, like, literally at the area before the first boss. But that game is cool just because, like, Andrew and I have been streaming Bloodborne, and, like, I've played a little bit of Dark Souls, and Sekiro is definitely the Souls game that has grabbed me the most, because, like, the thing that fucks me up the most is environmental tension, and Sekiro doesn't feel so fucking oppressive all the time, and that makes it so much easier for me to get through it and, like, be able to focus on learning the combat and stuff. Um, And, like, I still suck at it, but it's... Like I, I enjoy, like I can enjoy the loop of dying all the time a lot more because I can feel myself getting better and like I'm not stressed out that like some horrible abomination from the abyss is gonna crawl out of a barrel and try to eat my face. Um so there's that. And then yeah, I don't know, just like not much really did much for me. Let me pull up my little spreadsheet here. Um, cause when I really looked back, I was like, the things that I wrote about this year were actually largely stuff from not this year. Um, mm. but so the games that I played this year, I played the Switch port of the Shrouded Isle. I played Arcade Spirits, which I did like. I played Window Box. I did like that. I played City of Brass. That game kind of sucks. Um, I played Devil May Cry. I played The World Next Door, which I did like. Um, we saw that at PAX, so then I bought it for my plane ride home. Um, and it's fun, it's cute, it's a little janky, but I liked it. Um, it has queer elements, that's dope. Let's see here. So yeah, I played Kingdom Hearts 3, which I already talked about. I played Who We Are Now, which was cool. I interviewed the dev of that, and he was very nice. Um, I played Order of Pizza, which I wrote a letter about. It's the only good bad dad video game, and it had none of the budget that Sony Santa Monica had, so, uh, fuck off. Um, I played the Switch port of Luca Born of a Dream, which was very good, and we talked about it on Indie Mixtape. Um, I suck at video games, so it's hard and I haven't beaten it, but I like it a lot. Uh, I played, like, an hour of Judgment on our charity stream. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I Forget have not that. gone back. <laughs> um, nice. it's just not for me, I think. Um, Fair. I might try Yakuza 0 at some point, but yeah, I don't know, just, it didn't really grab me. Uh, I played, like, half of Gato Roboto, um, which was cute, but I suck at it. Um, I keep dying in one part, so, you know. Um, I played, so this is something I did want to touch on. So, taking a tangent from, like, games journalism, the other thing that happened was, like, obviously, all of us live in different places, um, and my partner does not live anywhere near me. Um, so I played a lot of multiplayer games, so I played a lot of Apex with, um, a lot of different pals. I won a round of Apex, and it's really great because the only video of it is, um, I was playing with my friend Riley and my friend Chris, and Riley recorded the whole thing, but it didn't catch my audio, so all you hear (laughs) is Riley, like, shoutcasting what's happening, (laughs) 
And I'm just like completely silent as I go and like shotgun these people to death. On I the remember. Stairs. I remember <laughs> watching that video because at first I was like, I didn't realize that you're like that you just didn't have audio, and I was like, man, she is focused. <laughs> yeah, no, it just you could. I was literally just screaming that whole time. I was yeah. so afraid. I was so stressed out because Chris and Riley both died, and I was like, I'm so bad at this game i am the sole survivor it was it was horrific and then it was really really cool um but so i played that with them and i played it with jess and andrew and moises and erica um and then like two um when Ginny and i first started talking um she convinced me to play final fantasy 14 with her because she really hell yeah baby um, and Andrew and I played it a lot together, and I played it with some of my local friends. Um, and I've fallen off of it, um, because my brain doesn't do super well with MMO stuff. Like, it doesn't scratch that itch for me really well. Um, I did enjoy my time with it. It's definitely, like, a fun podcast game, and I liked, like, fucking around. The only thing is, like, the multiplayer is kind of weird, um, as far as, like, you have to be doing dungeons and stuff together for it to really make sense. Otherwise, it's just kind of someone, like, following you around. Like, that's yeah. literally, like, Andrew would just, like, teleport with me and then be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I guess we're gonna go fight some bugs. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. And then, okay, so, after that, again, speaking of Ginny, um, we played Dauntless, um, because Ginny had to review it, and she ended up hating it because she had to review it, and she had to spend so much time with it. Um, and Andrew and Jess and I also played it together. Um, and, like, again, like, I'm not really an MMO person, but I liked that it was kind of, like, dumbed-down Monster Hunter. Um, I get, like, why people like Monster Hunter better now, I think, from playing that, even though I still don't think that it's for me. Um, and, like, it was fun and cool, and, like, I got to look like a lizard person at one point, and that was pretty dope. You were um, so excited about that. Yeah, I looked like the creature from the Black Lagoon. It was fucking incredible. Um... And then, okay, what else? Uh, <laughs> I played Greedfall, which I fucking hated. Did you? Um, I read my review on gaming. It was truly a, an experience, <laughs> an ordeal that I suffered. Um, I played Untitled Goose Game. We already talked about that. Um, Sayonara. I really really liked it um i remember last year i didn't watch the game awards but i had andrew like live text me anything he he, i thought like he thought that i would give a shit about um and so the only two things that he texted me about were sayonara and something else that i can't remember right now so clearly it was super impactful um but he was like caitlin they're pitching a pop album video game and he was like, this is such your shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I like looked up the trailer after and I was like, oh, my God. And then we played it at PAX East and I was like, this is like so fun. Um, And then it came out. And I didn't have time to play it right when it came out. So I ended up playing it like a week or two later. Um, And I wish that I had gotten to play it right when it came out because I feel like it wasn't it wasn't a victim of overhype, but I feel like I just heard too many people's reactions in a row. And like I really wish I could have gone into that game completely fresh. Um, but I absolutely adored the music. If you've <laughs> seen me tweeting about Carly Rae Jepsen lately, like that should not be surprising to you. Um, I <laughs> 
it's so pretty. I like the like the journey. I wish that they it felt like they couldn't decide if they wanted to give it a distinct story or not. And I kind of wish they had left it just a little bit more amorphous. Um, but it was really, really just fun and cool. And I liked that it wasn't a rhythm game, really. Like, I know that has been pissing a lot of people off. But, like, as someone who's bad at rhythm games, I liked just kind of being like, oh, we're just vibing. Okay, dope. Like, yeah. Just- yeah, that was, like, one of, and I remember even talking about that, like, with George when we did our, like, little discussion about Sayonara. Like, we were both, like... Calling it a rhythm game is like a very liberal use of that well, and term. Like, Samogo has even said like it's not a rhythm game; it's a music game. Like they're different. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think people just like wanted it to be a rhythm game when it's like that's just not what it is. There are like the slightest influences of like yeah. a was, rhythm game. But, I liked no. that though because I'm bad at rhythm. Games. Me too. I'm too chaotic to keep a beat. Um, no, I totally agree. I liked it more. I preferred it personally. Um, so yeah, and that game, it's just, yeah, it's, it's really cool and pretty and the music fucking rules. I listen to that soundtrack constantly. Um, but anyway, um, I played Overland, uh, which is very hard. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. I think the concept is novel. Um, it is a game that I did not think I would like until I played it at PAX West. And then I was like, oh, this is actually really interesting. Like, I'm intrigued by this. Um, I played Sea of Solitude, which I reviewed for Uppercut, and which we talked about on that podcast Jess mentioned, and which I also wrote a feature in Unwinnable about. Um, so there's plenty of my thoughts about Sea of Solitude out there for you to enjoy if you want. Um, I played Man of Medan which is a fun co-op experience. It's a shitty horror game, and it runs like trash garbage, um, which is bad since it's a multiplayer-focused game that has online multiplayer, and also, like, it has those, um, like, reaction commands where you have to, like, it has, like, a, like a heartbeat thing that you have to hit in rhythm, and the game will, like, lag and fuck up the rhythm, so then you get caught um because it's from the same people who made until dawn that's what i was gonna say i think like the most disappointing thing is just like super massive did it like and until dawn is amazing i had a pitch that i was gonna write for halloween and then i didn't because it got away from me but um i feel like they're they're pitching man of medan as basically like and like the dark pictures anthology like they're picture they're pitching it as an anthology and they're pitching it basically like an anthology is like a you know like a short story collection um so i wanted to talk about the fact that like until dawn works because it's a novel whereas man of badan is like a bad short story like it's not formatted properly to be good as a short story um maybe i'll still do that at some point at any rate yeah it's that's an interesting bad. conversation to have yeah so, i might I still think do you it write about that um it's bad it's fun to play with other people though like i played it because chris um got it for dual shockers and got an extra code to um play multiplayer with someone so he and i played online together and it was yeah the connectivity was awful it crashed so many times um and then mikey and i streamed it together on the uppercut channel and that was so fun uh, that's where there's a clip of me saying white genocide because I wanted to kill all the white characters. God, I forgot about that. It didn't happen. I failed. Oh, um, God. 
You'll, you'll get them next time, Tiger. Yeah, get you a girl who wants to have a video clip of you screaming white genocide. Um, that's what happened. Um. Anyway, uh, I play Don't Wake the Night, which is a cool uh visual novel that Dia and I are writing about. So you can check out those letters. Um. Next week, I think. I don't know when this is coming out. They'll be out at some point. Um. I already talked about Sakura. <laughs> I played Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle. Uh, sure did. For review. <laughs> I now know way too much about Attack on Titan lore. And I still don't really understand how that series ends. It's truly batshit. Um, also, lots of uh, fascist stuff there. Um, It's a fine, shitty Spider-Man game with weird militaristic uh, overtones. Um... I played Mortal Kombat 11 because uh, Jarrett Green fucking bamboozled me um, and said that he was going to have a Mortal Kombat charity tournament and then he canceled it and never rescheduled it. So here I am. Bamboozled. Fucking got by the the fucking trickery. and then, no, nah, it's fine, because I've, like, played it with uppercut folks um, and stuff, so it's fine. Um, got to see my, my bitch, Devora. Um, and then, let's see, I played The Outer Worlds. Uh, I didn't like it. We, Kayla and I talked <laughs> Read about um... it. Read the letters. Um, that's all I have to say about it. Read the receipts. <laughs> and then, um, okay, so my last two games... Um, oh, I played Frog Detective 2. Um, <laughs> it was fine. Read my review. Um, <laughs> so, read everything Caitlin writes because they're fantastic. Boom. Um, truly, I know we're being annoying about the letter series, but like we've worked so hard on it, so please read them. Um, yeah, anyway, they're also just like really good, like just genuinely, I think they're all like yeah. really good. <laughs> so they're enjoyable reads. It's not like you know. I don't know. I don't think they're work to read. I think they're really heartfelt and good. Yeah, they good. Um, but anyway, okay. So Pokemon Shield. I have not played a Pokemon game since White, and I hated White, and I was like, "Fuck this! I don't think Pokemon is for me anymore," and I quit. And that was also I played the Sapphire, but I did not play Diamond or Pearl. And then I went to White, and I was like, "I don't know what's happening. I hate this. I'm done." Um, and so it's been multiple generations and I was like, I'm good. I'm good. And it was finally getting to the point where I was like, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm done with Pokemon. And, um, if you've listened to our episode about this, you'll already know this, but then I played shield and I was like, oh wow, I love this. (laughs) I played 11 hours straight of that game. The first day that I started it, I was just in my bed in the uppercut voice channel for 11 hours playing that yeah, fucking you, game you tweeted out like you had like three badges already i was like bitch i don't even have one yet yeah i got <laughs> like i was up to the eighth gym in two days same like i just like like i didn't know this you went full monster oh i yeah, went oh, yeah. i became a gremlin much like galarian meow like <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I i hate him i, I hate, hate him, him so too, much but he's me um 
Like, yeah, when I, I see him, and this is such a niche joke, but I have to say it, all right? Like, there's an episode of Futurama, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> there's an episode of Futurama where they go to basically, like, what's supposed to be, like, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, the Slurm any- Factory. Yes, okay, the Slurm Factory. Okay, and, like, the little Oompa Loompa things are walking around, and, like, somebody, like, gestures to one, and, like, Farnsworth. <laughs> professor just like says in like this deadpan voice and i don't know why it always gets me it's like my favorite joke in this whole show it's just like i hate it no no tell them i hate them <laughs> oh tell them i hate them yeah that's what it is. and like that's how i feel about glarian mouth it's just like tell them i hate them me too but i became that meow i like and that's the thing too like everyone else has been talking about like all the other like side stuff that's been added and like yeah like the fashion is dope and I love the cooking because I'm a, I'm such a cooking game bitch. We all know this. Um, but like, I just, like all of the shit about Pokemon that used to drive me nuts, like having to grind and the fact that like, like Pokemon, like you'd have to trade them in and out and it'd be all stupid. Like all of that's gone. And so like, I was able to just smash my way through it. And I feel like a lot of people didn't like that because it kind of took the challenge away. But, like, I loved it because, like, a bitch doesn't have time to be playing 40 hours of Pokemon. <laughs> um, I have caught, like, a, a hundred... I caught a hundred Pokemon the other day when I caught my Appleton. Um, nice. And then I evolved it into my Appleton, and then I closed the game. <laughs> and I said I'm done here. <laughs> um... Goodbye. And then, um, yeah, and so, like, I just like that it, like, respected my time, and, like, I just, like, fucking crushed through it. I only ever lost one fight, which was the very, 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 very last fight, like, in the post-credits. Um, Mm -hmm. and, like, it was so fun. And, like, the new Galar Pokemon are really cute, and I know a lot of people don't like the Dex cuts, but, like, I like that there's a mix of the old ones and, like, some of the other ones that I haven't seen because I haven't played it. And, like, I didn't know what was what, and I was just having a blast. Um, also, the wild areas and the Pokemon chasing you is terrifying, but I love it. Um, so yeah, I loved Pokemon Shield. It reignited my love of Pokemon. It made me really, really happy. Um... I did truly lose my mind playing it a little bit. Um, Ginny and Andrew screamed at me a lot during that 48 hours. Um, yeah. To be fair, anyway. we both scream at you a lot anyway. So. Yeah, that's true, but it was like, it was like a lot. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that, like, after gushing about that, uh, Pokemon is like... Pokemon is, like, the game of the year in my heart because it brought me so much joy. But game of the year in my brain is After Party. Um, And I've tweeted this before when we did our After Party podcast. I made a meme of, like, the lady holding the guy, like, pointing at someone angrily. <laughs> um, And that's me with After Party because um, I know uh, not a lot of people... A lot of people didn't like it flat out. And then, like, a lot of people, like... Like, Jess and Kayla and Chris, to a lesser degree, all enjoyed it, but didn't love it. Um, And I think, like, I we talked about it on the podcast, but I had kind of an opposite reaction of Jess, where, like, we both played the same demo at PAX, but Jess kind of thought there was going to be more. And I don't know why I was expecting less. Like, in my head, that game largely took place in that first bar. 
And so the fact that, like, you go so many places, I was like, oh, shit. I thought this was going to be, like, a two-hour game. Um, So that was really surprising to me. And, yeah, you can listen to the podcast to really, like, listen to me just gush about all the shit I love about that game. Um, But it did hit me in, like, a really personal place, too, um, just with, like, some relationship stuff that's happened with me this year. Um, And Chris and I are writing about it, so I'll leave it to that for y'all to read but i thought that after party was walking a very tricky line that it managed to largely stick the landing on and the plot twist in it was surprising and good i thought and i think that the plot twist like made the game a lot more earnest Mm -hmm. and like that was really good it was needed and i think like a lot of people had a hard time reconciling like milo and lola's relationship with that plot twist and what was going on um but i thought it did a good job of kind of showing how those cracks kind of creep up on you when you're not really noticing them um and yeah i just like it was truly very impactful to me so that's my that's my pick for the goat um but pokemon shield is also very good dan snob god damn it Fuck you. Fuck you and the Snom you wrote in on. <laughs> Snom is too little. I feel like I kind of... Oh, no, I was say I feel like I kind of love <laughs> what Caitlin said about, like, game of the year in my head versus my heart. Because I feel like that... I don't know. Like, that's kind of how I feel with Fire Emblem and Sayonara. So that's, that's an interesting concept. I like that. Yeah. I like the notion of kind of having those two, like, you know, distinct categories. Game of the year 2020. Game of the, the year. Of your, uh, of your head and what's the game of your heart. That's like the most kingdom <laughs> heart shit I've ever heard. Of your game of the year. Listen, That's exactly listen. It's like the most kingdom Game of the year shit. 2020 is going to be Mardi Gras. That we already talked about it. All right. No packs, just Mardi Gras. It's true. You're right. You're it's going to be Mardi Gras. You're right. Oh, Jessica, you, you check the text message thread. No, I did, uh, but I'm just, I'm just thinking that, that Mardi Gras in February. For a week is a game. Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, Ian's wedding is game of the year, so. Um, so, yeah. So, it's been a wild year. Um, you can find me on Twitter at CGN8Rs. You can find Monty on Twitter at FriedMonty. You can find Andrew at CogsTheWell. You can find Jess at Jessica Cogs, and you can find Kayla at OA Kayla. Uh, you can find Uppercut on Instagram and Twitter at uppercutcrit.com. And um, if you want to hang out with the Uppercut crew, join our Discord. The link will be in the episode description. If you like what we do, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. And if you want to support us monetarily, you can do that at patreon.com slash uppercutcrit. And now, uh, before I forget, we do have uh, Patreon producers to shout out. Ooh, good call. Yeah, that's a fun thing that I'm adjusting. Did I get to talk about some biceps again? No. All right, our Patreon producers are Abnormal Mapping, Andrew Rivera, 
uh, Brendan Clark, Chris Nelson, Colton Crow, DJ Kento, Jared Shu, KM Koenig, Mikey Phillips, New, Phil Villar, Quinn Hoffman, and Tom Coots. Yay! Thank you guys Thank so you. much for all the love. Yes. We love yes. you so much. You, you are the sweetest. Enable us to pay writers to come on and do guests, new music, art, all that. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you guys are amazing. Thank you. All right. And on that note, we're going to go to bed. Yeah. Goaties <laughs> are over, guys. Thank Tune in next and... year for Goaties 2020 with. Fast and Furious as the goatee. <laughs> Fast and Furious Crossroads. The hit PS2 game from 2020. We have goaded still. God damn it. All right. We'll be back. With, <laughs> we, know, we know we asked you for questions and then this ran really long. So we're going to do questions yeah. separate. We'll figure it out. Anyway, goodbye. Bye. Bye.